So, Albert broke. Yeah, Albert, just confirming everything's recorded for this to the cloud and we're all good to go. We are recording and we are live. We're good to go. Amazing. Okay, guys. So, um, yeah, welcome, guys, to today, MVP Friday. And um, I'd love to kick off a new series. So, I thought it'd be really cool. Um, so, you guys didn't always have to hear from myself, Leah, and Trenton Paul about how to be successful as an online fitness coach. And I thought, why not hear it from um, people within the community actually doing really, really well as well? And so, um, today is kicking off a series. And if you are listening on the live or you're listening on the podcast, um, I hope you get a lot out of this. And I would love to welcome my man, Peter. Welcome to the crew, bro. Thanks, brother. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cool. Nah, all good, man. Um, so, bro, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, how you got into the online coaching space and how you got started? Yeah, so I I uh, started in industry in 2008, and I was a typical like do some Les Mills classes and and uh, do some PT on the floor kind of story, uh, and then I went through a phase of kind of letting that slide and, and giving that up, uh, and I came came about a program called Metabolic Precision, and that was a nutrition based one, and I was pretty interested in learning the nutrition side of things. And that reinvigorated me. Uh, so cutting that whole kind of story short, 2013, the uh, founder of that company developed probably one of the first online uh, systems. It was way before Trainerize or anything like that came about. And we were uh, trialing that and using that. Back in the day, we uh, had to respond to our clients via email. And there was a lot of co yep. copying and pasting. So um, that's where I got into the online side of things, but it was always hybrid right up until uh, probably last year, actually. Yeah. Uh, so dabbled in it, uh, never the full-time gig, uh, but after being in the inner circle and then you know, coming across you and Mumba Method and stuff, uh, it kind of yeah. gave me the confidence to go, I can probably go, go in and do it full-time. Yeah, mad, bro. Yep. And That's the 100% thing, yeah. Yeah, so you've sort of been around it a, a wee while, man, and, and I guess like it seemed like a bit of manual labour back in the day with all of the emails and the copy and paste and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was good fun. <laughs> yeah. um, what made you decide to focus solely online, bro, and, and sort of move on from the in-person stuff? A couple of things. So the laptop lifestyle is obviously like a big, draw cards, something I've always wanted to do. Yep. Uh, but then, then there's also, just from my experience, uh, the constant frustration of having clients come in, work with you, train them hard, and they go home, and, and they don't really change from week to week. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was something that I could never get my head around. Uh, and yep. then after, after diving into lifestyle transformation and really nerding out on what makes people actually say that do the things that they say they want to do kind of realize that there's a big chunk missing from just the one-on-one -on -one style stuff or, or even just the coming to a gym kind of thing. Um, yep. And when, when people, and again, from my experience, um, I might differ, but from my point of view, when someone puts say a hundred dollars into a one hour session, they, the, the weights 
the, the, the value weight that they have on that one hour is disproportionate to how impactful that hour can actually be. Uh, so when I work with someone online and they're paying me, you know, that $100 a week to take care of their habits from a foundational level, uh, now in their mind, they're like, okay, I'm paying 100 bucks a week for this whole thing rather than this just hour. Yeah, it's, so it's the, almost um, like they're 23 hours outside of the gym, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, like, maybe just on that, bro, like, do you think you could sort of maybe expand on one or two things that you may have done differently? Like, say, for example, you got your in-person, you do your session. What is one or two things that you've implemented as strategies to help them with that other 23 hours? Uh, it's all, all about uh, two things, actually. Like, environment is a big thing for, for them. So, uh, Making, making sure they understand that, um, you know, we've all heard the saying, you are the average of the five people we hang around. Uh, yep. when, when, a, when a, Let's use a mum for an example. When a mum used to come to me in the gym and say, hey, I, I want to lose weight, there'd be this solo adventure for herself, right, something she's doing for her and uh, completely missing the point that, you know, her kids, whoever she lives with, like that, they all have, they are all going to be impacted in some respects and making sure yep. that they're on board. Uh, is super important, you know, and then the in setting their environment up for success. Like the number one, the number one thing that I've found that works best for clients that want to have better nutrition habits is just having more food available. When there's more food available, they're going to take the food out of the fridge and eat it. Um, so that, that's that's from the, from the that perspective, that's where I start with my coaching. I'm like, all right, what's your environment look like? And then how can we t- take what you're already doing? and stack some habits in there, create some routines, stagger some habits, as Paul would put it, to not put not not do any more work than they're currently doing, just make them more efficient. Uh, if they're cooking every single night, well, how about we see if we can't cook every second night and that free up some time to do something active with the kids or, or go to the gym. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's, that's controlling the other 97%, the other yeah. 167 hours. Yeah, nah, I, I love that, bro. And um, like something you just sort of said there at the end is like how to do something active, you know, with the family. And like that is your niche, bro. Is like you've you've sort of gone with us, you know, into your niche um, as you know, helping families get healthy. Can you share with us a little bit about your niche, how you came up with it, and and how I guess you guys embody it and and essentially get that message across to people. Yeah, it's it's not certainly something that I didn't just figure out. I figure out one day. It's been a progress over the years. Um, I used to be very solo in the way that I ate, uh, in the way that I trained, and then I met my wife Megan, and then we'd have the typical um, fights where you know she would cook something a certain way, and I hadn't. Or one fight we had was. Um, a funny one, I always go back to this. She cooked a stir fry up because she thought she was doing like the absolute best thing for me. And then me and my pig editor was the bodybuilder way was like, oh, I didn't I didn't weigh that protein before you put it in there with all the all the veg, right? <laughs> so just through those those life experiences we've found our niche, I think. Uh go back to the 17-year-old Pete. There's no way he'd be able to 
put together and a, a product, a program that's in a, a brand voice that really spoke to people who cared about their families enough to want to change themselves and change them. Uh, yep. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely the life experience. Uh, we've gone through certain things like I had, uh, I would have been borderline bulimic at one stage. Uh, so mm-hmm. I've gone through my own battle with food and mindset around food. And yep. uh, my wife, she had chronic fatigue after uh, after we had our second baby. So we had to go on a path of uh, healing ourselves to then come back with all these learnings and then in, in embody that through the business and the brand. And and what drives it the most now is seeing our kids and the benefits like they're excelling in gymnastics and swimming um, in school. All of the teachings we've, we've learned along the way, like, you know, this stuff works. So it gives us the confidence that we're doing something that's going to have a generational impact. Yeah, amazing, bro. And so, like, essentially, man, your niche, your avatar, you guys just live it and breathe it. Yeah. 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 It, awesome. it, it's funny. Like, the only, only the last couple of weeks, I think, I've probably really gotten clear on that. Because you still yeah. go from that, still come from that business mind, that marketing perspective of, all right, I'm, I'm approaching dads that are over thirty with two kids that run a business. It's very robotic. Yeah. Uh, that that stuff needs to be clear, but then there's the dads that don't really care about what like their family, and then there are the dads that do care, and and that yeah. that just makes a, a total huge difference with the quality of your experience as a coach working with that person and the app was was there any light by light bulb moments man around you know that difference i guess in terms of like marketing to a demographic and in marketing to i guess a set of values was there any sort of light bulb moments that helped you come to that conclusion it's a good question uh i i think the last so coming up to sunshine coast was good to get Back in, back in a room full of people and uh, the high-performance coaching stuff that you went over really got me thinking yep. about the value side of things. And uh, it's it's not – it wasn't anything new. I've done my uh, – uh, I think you've um, cut uh, out there, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, I think you just cut out there, man. You're right. Cool. Um, just wait for Pete to kick back in. Am I back? You're back. Yep. Am I back? You're back, man. Yeah. So we're just sorry, sort of. No, you're right. You just cut happen. out. Um. Yeah. Yeah. My you just sort of cut out. Um, that's all right. You just sort of cut out around. Um. You're talking about how. Yeah, about the differentiation between marketing to a demographic and and your brand values. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Louder. It's cool. I'm here now. Okay. So, say that again. Easy, bro. Um, so you were just sort of talking about how you 
differentiated between marketing to a demographic versus marketing to like your brand values? Uh, yeah, so coming up to the Sunshine Coast, um, that was that was some, some good clarification in terms of um, like really getting being asked questions uh, about yeah. what your core values are and what do you want to inspire. And as I was I was, I was saying that you know it's, it, they're not they're not new questions, but every time you ask the question and then you re-answer it, I think you get a better quality answer. And you're answering it from a different perspective each time too. So to have uh, those questions asked again and again, and then get to this point now, uh, yep. I've yeah definitely re- refines my the way that I look at marketing uh, from from that perspective. I could do heaps better with my marketing. I know that um, I can speak more to my values, and, and that's something that I'm I'm working on. Um, mm-hmm. It also gets hard, like when you see everyone else just spitting out generic stuff uh, to be that individual that does talk more value based and belief based, and um, that's that's difficult uh, because yep. you know the market wants what the market wants, and and the market just wants calories in, calories out. They want to know the ones and the zeros, but um, being confident enough to talk about what really matters to you so that you do connect on that deeper level is, is important. And I think, yeah, that's, that's the path that I'm headed down now. Yeah. Amazing, man. And yeah, no, that's very, very cool, man. And um, I think one of the coolest things of sort of um, one of the cool things, man, that I thought was fucking incredible. You guys recently brought out your fit fam cookbook um and we had a chat about that man and i sort of asked you like how did you come up with it and you're like bro it's the 10-year process you know and (laughs) i i knew instantly there man that anyone who can essentially work on something for 10 years like there's there's something deeper than just hey look i'm going to put out a cookbook for for families to you know make some cash so what sort of um what was the inspiration behind it man and how did you guys come up with that yeah so very early, uh, very early on in the online piece, we used to, uh, as, as I said, use a program called Medbot Decision. And the, and the one thing that they did was they uh, created a cookbook. And this cookbook was their transformation cookbook. And we would buy it as a coach and then give it to our clients and use it as a tool to, um, to help clients really widen their variety with food, make it really easy for them to... Um, you know, have good nutritious food available. Uh, and I saw how powerful that was. But what I also didn't have back then was uh, the, the equity, the, uh, how does Alex Formosi put it, the reputation, um, mm-hmm. that, that compounding gain of doing the same thing over and over again, showing the world the same thing over and over again. I didn't have that. So if I had came out with a cookbook five, six years ago, uh, it would have just been a, any other any other cookbook on the shelf. Yep. Some faceless person um, just you know promoting their their cookbook or putting something together. Um, so it was something that I really had to. I never thought I'd, I'd release a cookbook. To be honest, in fact, I didn't. I didn't know right up until uh, October last year that I would actually release a cookbook in a hardcover. So, so, so from the point of 
using somebody else's cookbook, we made the transition around 2020 to create our own and create our own around uh, the foods that we ate and we ate regularly. And we, we got into a really good rhythm as a family where every six to eight weeks we would change the menu up. Um, and we had a we thought we had about five or ten go-to recipes. Uh, we had no idea we'd have 52 go-to recipes. Um, yeah, sure. So, so uh, over, the, over the course of, say, 2022, um, the New Year's resolution was to just do a recipe a week and put it together for our clients in the in the ebook, just a, a digital format. Um, we, cool. we got to about 30, 30 recipes by September. And it was at that point that I decided, hey, why don't I just put it out to the group and see see which clients would buy what what certain products off me uh, as a bit of a Christmas present for someone else. So I just had that idea. So I put out a couple of polls and on the list of, of options was uh, like a kombucha brewing kit <laughs> where I'd source all the, the jars and the stuff and send it out to them. Uh, there was kombucha itself because I've, I've, I've been right into brewing that lately. There was the cookbook hard copy. There was a training kit where I'd get some bands and some TRX stuff and put that together and send it out. So I put up a list of five different things together. And then um, the hard copy uh, uh, hard copy cookbook was like the number one thing that came out. So that was the, oh, shit, we got something here. Let's spend a weekend and record 22 recipes in a real format and then put them into the book. So there's 52 there. Um, don't ask me why 52 was the number. It just turned out to be that that was the number that I wanted to aim for. Yep. Um, and so I put that together. We put a post out and then the post blew up. We ended up having 60 orders on Black Friday. So I was just like going ham on this document, making it look really good. And I wanted a couple of point of differences. One of the point of differences was that I wanted the kids involved. So the kids are yep. in all the and that's to show other kids of parents that we work with and anyone else who gets the cookbook that, yeah, kids can actually cook. They can get in the kitchen. They can, they don't have to bake. They can actually cook. That was a key differentiation. Um, and I wanted to have uh, an interaction in there where it was like, here are some tasks that you can use to make food fun. Like go to, the, go to the local markets and pick something weird out and put it in this salad or, um, you know, just some adventure things. So I put some adventure tasks in there. Um, and I, I truly believe that you can tell somebody, so you blew them the face, calories in, calories out, calorie deficits. You can give them 130 grams of chicken, but they're not going to follow it unless there's the other side to that where it's like food is, food is deeply emotional. We eat it to celebrate. Uh, we eat it to grieve and mourn. We eat it to feel good. To to we do we we do a lot with food. Food is very culturally integrated into our lives, and if if it's not culturally yep. integrated to somebody's life, then um, they're not going to be able to pick that up. So uh, we we made the cookbook as a bit of our legacy. Really, it's it's going to be what our kids promote when they're older. Um, that's what we're hoping for. Is that they can they can take that and be proud of that they're part of that, um, and we can help other families do what we've done. Yeah, I think I've I've, I've answered the question. 
Yeah, absolutely, bro. That like that is absolute gold. Like there's so much there that that is very, very cool. And I guess a couple of things to sort of unpack that I, I love what you've done and, and the philosophies you've weaved into it, also bringing the kids in. And that, as you said, just adds that point of difference. And then also the deep, deep thought you've put into it, man, about, you know, making an adventure, getting the kids to go and pick something from, you know, the um, from the markets and, and make it a little bit strange. I'm just sitting here thinking I've got Hunter in the background. It's like, that's what we're doing tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it was very, very cool. And, and also the way you market it, man, you're like, all right, let's go and create 26 reels, you know, super simple. And, and one thing you said there about like the way Alex or Mosey promotes is like consistently show up every single, like, just keep showing up the same message over and over and over and over again. And often we think is, is, you know, for marketing, we have to come up with something new every single day, but you're just repeating that same thing over again, sharing your values through that. And I think it's very, very cool, man. And a couple of ideas that I guess um, for all of our member crew and, and all anyone who watches this is that like, you could do something like that, you know, one workout a week, one of your favorite client workouts per week. By the end of the year, you got 52 workouts you could turn into a book. You got 52 reels you can turn into a book. Even just that little one lead magnet is absolutely huge, bro. And what was, just out of interest, man, what was the post you put up to promote this? Uh, I'll have to share it. I'll share it in the group. But it was a post that was, it was a gratitude post. Yep. Uh, we we, we thanked from the bottom of our hearts uh, the people who'd already pre-purchased, so our clients. Uh, yep. And then I went through the the benefits of the book. So I I, we, I weaved in the need for me to have food that felt like I was eating man food and not rabbit food. Uh, yep. that, were, that was simple and easy to put together. You know, I, I weaved in the fact that the girls have put their – uh, protein shakes in there that they love to make after school. So I, I, I did put a lot of thought into creating that post that spoke to the person who would be like, "Yes, I want this book." Because yep. I mean, how many, how many of us, uh, how many parents say, "Man, these kids—they—they're like bottom, bottomless pits. That pits—they they can't be filled after school. Like they're just eat snacking all all night, right?" So. Yep. Um, yeah, it was it was those sorts sorts of things that I I weaved into that post, and then I That's then I just beautiful. said a, a casual call to action at the end, like if you want one of these, then uh, reach out, and I and I sold them all through uh, the full quarter in the sell by uh, chat. Yeah, so no landing Amazing. pages. Anything. Nothing fancy, man. Just conversations and putting out, yeah. you know, the benefits. Yeah, amazing. Um. Cool, bro. And, and, and another big thing, man, I know like at the very heart of what you guys do, you are a family man. And so now you're starting to build a, a fairly large online business and, you know, all of this. How do you balance your time between, you know, family life, creating content and running a business? <laughs> when I saw this question, I looked to Megan. I said, have I got this worked out, babe? And she's like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not easy. I, it's not no. easy. No, it's not. And I, uh, I heard something. I don't know where I heard it, uh, but I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it, it might have even been Leah. Uh, I can't remember who said it, but uh, balance comes from the imbalance. It's the yep. constant rechecks that keep you 
kind of getting back on track and with um with this whole marketing thing because i've been marketing for years what i've what i've learned recently through mumba through sell by chat is as you just said show up every day the shop you only need to show up in a little way every day yeah and then you're going to have periods that are busy and you're going to be pumping and if you're not planned enough you can miss those miss the periods that are the lows where you can connect more with your family so yep. this year we're going into the year like every 12 weeks we're going away somewhere um we're putting our big rocks in so you know we're going to get that connection time um we're also getting onto that high performance calendar and like today was a connection uh coffee me and megan we had a, a connection coffee where it's just us two and we talk about just parent things that aren't business related because because that's hard working in a business with your wife. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I have my boss voice on and, and that can get her paid off quite a bit. So um, yeah. figuring out that's, that is difficult, but again, checks and balances. Um, those, are, those are the big things, getting, getting organized and, and then becoming more efficient. I mean, I, only recently I popped in the group chat that I, I was uh, looking at the 16 bucks a month as a, as like an expense I didn't I didn't want to have, but I downloaded <laughs> captions anyway, you know, and and I know this I know that you need to spend money to make money. Um, it's just you know old financial trauma from a kid that keeps me stuck. But being aware of that, go and get that. I got that app, and then I realised the app actually has a transcript that you can uh, copy. So I've been copying the, the transcript, and I've just been going to Chat GPT and saying, hey. Can you change this into a short form uh, real caption? And it comes up with a perfect real caption. So Beautiful. now our, our flow is we record about 20-odd two- to three-minute videos each Monday for our clients as a check-in yep. feedback. Um, I download that, and then I've got content for the week because all Amazing. my clients' problems are solved in those videos. So I'm chopping them up. And I'm putting them into captions and putting in the GPT, chat, chat, GPT, and then just posting it. And yeah, it's just, it's figuring out what, what flow suits you and what, what suits you at the time that you're, that the, the stage of life that you're in and the stage of the year as well. Um, that's, that's me trying to balance it, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite often, man. Like, uh, I think what we sign up for is, we essentially, when you live a life of passion and purpose, there's no balance. It's it's all or nothing to a point, yep. but it's about it's about just having those times, those connection things, and and making sure that it's part of the whole. Um, and I especially know, like me and Jess as well, we're still a hundred percent trying to find our feet through it all. Um, yep. You know, it's it's very very full on at times working with your partner and and as you said you know sometimes i put my boss hat on and sometimes <laughs> just puts a manager hat on and we clash a little bit but it's it's one of those things eh? like that you work through as you said man and i, I really like that insight and um thanks for sharing bro because i know that'll help a ton of people man yeah yeah um i just wish i had a, a group like this you know back in the day um because yeah, it's 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 the connection that you get from having a group like this that really counts, and um, I hope everyone's yeah. getting back from it. Another thing that we do uh, that I'll touch on before I drop the balance thing is um, every 
every morning we do 10, 10 minute time with our kids. Uh, we go yeah. off and we have individual time with them. And we've actually looped that into the program that we've got too. Because mums yeah. won't go and take care of themselves unless they can check off in their head that they've connected with their kids. And mm. what a lot of us do as parents is we just run around and do, like we pick up after and we do everything that we can for them, but it's not structured. So structuring in that connection time has been huge because then we can say, all right, yep, we've connected with them. They've done what they wanted to do with us. Their cup's full. And then we can go and do what we need to do for work. So that's that that's incredible, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. And I think you've solved a big, big challenge there for I know for me that that's a light bulb moment, man, where like mums don't want to put themselves first. And we always say, no, you got to put yourself first. But just having that little strategy is absolutely yeah. massive, man. That is absolutely incredible. Um, bro, and like moving forward, man, like how do you guys, you know, continue? What, what are your plans to continue to grow the business and your brand in the future? And what are you sort of looking to put in place to, you know, take this to another level? I'm definitely at a point now where I think I need a VA. Mm-hmm. That's... Yep. Purely because of the, the back catalogue of content that I know I've got, that I know yep. that they can go in and chop up and and disperse. Uh, uh-huh. and, and also to just take away some of the um, level one, level two chats, like reaching out yep. and, and rapport building. Uh, I definitely yep. think that I need to invest in a, a VA to do that. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see us get to a point where we've got um, maybe a coach taking some check-ins uh, as we grow as well. Yeah. See how that goes, though. Um, yep. The first thing's first, and that's the VA. We yep. want to really turn the business into a business that is not only service-based but uh, does have products in it as well for sure yeah so the cookbook's the first one um yeah but we want we want to implement a journal as well uh it makes it really easy when you have your program structured to a point where it's like level one level two level three you can create these products so for example the cookbook the the fit fam cookbook um that's that's essentially our level one so if we're getting a client in and we're thinking about how do we fix their nutrition, um, that, that cookbook solves 100% of their problem at level one. So, so we've, we've basically delegated that to a product. Um, and then the same thing with the journal is we want to have a journal that has a process by which you go through and you do some mind, mindset and motivation stuff. Um, yep. you, you do some other questions, a bit like uh, Brendan Bouchard's high-performance journal. You have these Absolutely. questions that coach you through a process, and um, yeah, I think if we if we can start to produce one product, I did I did one product last year. If we can do two products this year, and then get to four products next year, we'll get to a point in the business where the service based stuff is a bit of cream, and the products that's our top top of funnel, and then yeah. pe- the people that come through consuming our products will be higher level clients. Um, one thing that really gets me G'd up is like, we're, we're, I said this to Megan, I said, we're published authors. We're self-published authors, right? 
But <laughs> <laughs> now we've got people out there who've consumed our cookbook that have never coached with us before. At some point down the line, they'll want to coach with us. And yep. at that point, they'll be willing to pay way more than they would had I've just approached them and say, hey, do you want to coach with me? Second money is far easier than first money, bro. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. No, man, like once again, bro, that's just ticking over so many things. And um, it, it really is. And often as coaches, you know, we, we have that problem of we are a service-based business. And quite often, you know, as as growth-minded coaches, our service gets more and more valuable, but it's still a time-based service. And you know, at times, um, you know, you want to go for a holiday. Maybe you want to travel around the world for a year and just not see a computer screen at all. Um, <laughs> and I, I think the ability, as you said, man, one to two products a year, you know, you, you solve a lot of problems. And a couple I just had there is like, I think what you said about the level one, you know, you've solved that problem of nutrition through your product. What a what a great, great way to look at, you know, services and, and products and offerings for your business. Just solve problems. What a what a brilliant way to think about it, man. Um, yeah. No, it's it's amazing, bro. And man, just probably right now you guys are closing in on a on a fairly profitable business and you know you're about to probably have another record month, which is awesome. And what do you sort of think would be, you know, three takeaways that have helped you succeed as an online coach? Um, and you're sort of coming up to said you're closing in on about $12,000 per month, which is pretty exciting. Um, what would be three key takeaways and potentially just expanding on some of the strategies that you're using specifically to help you grow your business? Yeah. my The, the first uh, key takeaway is if you're not, in the DMs, you don't have a business. Um, that's something that's really stuck in my mind over the last six months. And it, it's a, a wonderful thing to be able to chat to a 1,000 people a month. <laughs> and yeah. and this is coming from a – go on. Yeah, on that, man, like that's a great way to look at it because that will freak a lot of people out. But what, yeah. a, what a brilliant way, man. And how did you sort of come to that because – you're one of the first people I've heard to say that. So where did you sort of come to that mindset? So for years, um, I've run a business and in a, in a box, I've, I've um, sort of sat there and tried to write blogs and do all the yep. solopreneur stuff that didn't have a huge impact. And over the last six months, getting into this fourth quarter and just reconnecting with old friends, meeting new people, um, making sales, but if, if I'm honest, probably five percent of those have been sales. Ninety-five percent of it has been mental health, connecting with people, just being of service, and feeling as though you're having an impact on the world. That's how I've mm -hmm. I've really come to value that part of it. That key takeaway. Yeah. Um, it's 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 huge, and I think the way that Trent puts it in the scripts, whereas, hey, I'm just being social on social is just so simple but so profound. It's yep. uh, it's very easy to be caught behind the screen and, as, and just be a viewer. Um, one thing that I say to my daughter all the time is don't use social media to consume. Get on there and pr produce something and be more more of a producer than a consumer. Um, uh, I think that a, a great, yeah, a great quote around that is like, 
you got to ask yourself, are you are you stealing time or are you improving someone's time by you being on social media? I think it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, I, think, I think it's very easy to be that consumer sitting behind the, the screen and um, mm-hmm. staying safe. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my big key takeaway is, is have conversations uh, with, with people and, and, it's, and it's no different to – uh, being in a Turkish bazaar 2,000 years ago trying to sell bread, <laughs> as you put it. You know, yeah, you'd be yeah. you'd sitting at the front shouting, bread, bread, hot bread, bread for sale. No different. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I, guess I haven't had that background that you have with, um, you know, being or working for a, a, a charity in, in um, the shopping centres and, and, and being yeah. forced in that position. I haven't had that, so... Uh, because I haven't had that, I, I've really had to force myself to get into the mindset that I'm in right now with, with reaching out and being yeah, and being okay with that. So uh, my second yeah. my second takeaway, um, I think it's really important that your business is as close to your values as possible because you're gonna you're gonna feel good about it. If you're just ripping off someone else's program or methods, you're not really going to be invested in it from a heart perspective, um, and then that will that will your confidence will wa- waver. Um, I I have my confidence waver even now, and, and I'm so attached to this this method. Um, so I don't think I would still be going unless I've weaved the personality into it, the the values, and all of that. Um, so that's that's really important. Um, and the third the third key takeaway is, you know, nothing's ever, or well, yeah, nothing's ever linear. Like you're not going to go from A to B straight up. Like I I remember October was a low month, and then there was a high month the next month. Um, yeah. but just showing up and, and turning up inside that full quarter chat. Uh, even when everyone's making sales around you <laughs> and you're not, yeah. just turning up is going to keep you in the game. And, you know, there's always that second half. If you you, you, you decide when you quit. Um, so, yeah, Got feeling the fear going. And, and, you know, something I'm really working, uh, really seeing right now is how undisciplined I am. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds, sounds crazy me sitting here giving advice but I, I am like you put up that post the other day of the sales challenge sheet oh, i totally forgot about that sheet because i've got too many sheets in my in my drive yeah you know? yeah um so i need to take the time to consolidate and to get more discipline and it's through those breakdowns that you have breakthroughs it's, it's knowing that it's, it's knowing that with every summit you're going to have another down and another valley to, to kind of crawl your way through um, things will blow up and things are going to not go the right way. But it's after that, that that's where the joy comes. It's yeah. I get excited for it now when, when things start to break down, it's like, all right, cool. Something's on the, something's on the horizon. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. I think, I think that right there, man. And it's, it's funny because the mindset you're speaking of right now is, is what most people will the opposite of that is what stops most people in their tracks. You know, that the fear of loss, the fear of hardship, the fear of showing up every single day and, and maybe not even getting somewhere. 
and you actually are now enjoying it. Like when things yeah. break down, when when you go through that struggle, it's like cool. There's something coming. I'm looking forward to that now. Bring it on. You know, that's that's incredible, bro. Um, man, this this has been fucking incredible, bro. Um, it's it's such a cool like for me sitting here. I've I've learned so much from this, bro. So I really really thank you. Um for sharing all of this with us, man. Is there anything maybe potentially you could leave us with um, in terms of, you know, um, yeah, just just a couple of parting words or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I, I think we're all here to uh, leave it, like leave, leave something behind us, um, make an impact. Yeah. So we're only very, we're only very young as online coaches, you know, accountants, solicitors, they've been around for hundreds of years, thousands. So we're on the forefront of um, this industry and people are going to be sceptical. People are going to be thinking you're a scam artist and it's it's those people that you want to change their mind. You want to use that as fire and not something that is going to put out your flames. Um, I had a day the other day where I just got hammered in this group, <laughs> got absolutely smacked, and and I did. I got my confidence dropped, but then I came out of that and I was like, you know what? I'm like, this has just fired me up even more to to put more content out there, to to double down on on the message, and and um, yeah, just convince them, change their minds. It's like, that's that's just that's just the the battle that you've chosen. <laughs> That's the hard that you've chosen, so just embrace it. Nobody said changing in the world would be easy, bro. No. <laughs> it's um no, nah, I love that man, and and it, it really is, isn't it? Like we've we've chosen something that is worth essentially putting our life into, um, and we're very very blessed to have something like that because a lot of people don't have it. You know, they go to work yep. every single day hating their job. You know, essentially just that I, I would hate that existence, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, we are extremely blessed to do something we're passionate about, get out of bed to do something we love. Um, and we've got to expect that, hey, on the flip side of that, it's going to come with a few battle scars, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I would hate to live in a, 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 a box and just have no, uh, you like, I love the fact that I can do something and see the impact straight away. Like I can, I can, I'm not a part of a thousand, you know, thousand team um, company that works over in another part of the world. I'm, I'm, I'm right yeah. in it. And I can see Sally and the, her kids and how her kids are getting a, a benefit from what Sally's doing and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 We do have, we have Amazing. great. Amazing, bro. Nah, um, awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today and thanks for sharing your journey. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, nah, really, really appreciate it, bro. And what we might do, we might just um, leave it open now, Albert, if you want to can um, the recordings. If, if anyone has any questions for Peter, um, feel free to fire them through. hard to get questions Leah yeah that's so good um I was just wondering like um you know when you said you're going through the 
you know, you got to the top of the peak and then the valleys and the troughs, maybe I'd love to hear from you, like, what did you do to get yourself out of those troughs? Like, what was your process? 